Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so... Thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! And now the pitch by Martinez is up and in and hits Gerald Williams on the left hand. Dig your cleats in. Now he's going to charge the mound. He's going to charge Martinez, and the fight is on. He got a right hand in before he's grabbed from behind by Baratek, and now the benches are empty. It's time for Hour 2 of the Hot Corner with Patrick Harris. Jerzynski wanting to know, am I going? He is going. And Mike Lynch. It is a collision at the plate, and Pierzynski not only bangs into Barrett, bangs onto the plate, and here they go. Step up to the plate for hour two of the hot corner. Posenda getting into it with Barrett. I mean, there is some hooking going on in the bottom of two piles. On 1080. Redemption, nope. Whoa. Bautista got all he could handle with that. Wow, that's some pretty solid contact right there. The Fan. Welcome into the second hour of the Hot Corner. If you're missing the first hour, you can download that on the Les Schwab Tires podcast at 1080thefan.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Speaking of that, the Beers on Us podcast drops tomorrow around 4 o'clock. It is an interactive tasting room episode, the second one we've done. These are always really fun. You can jump on our uh, Instagram page, at Beers on Us, and see the five beers. It's, I believe, the second latest post. And you can pick those up at Market of I Choice. I believe it's the third latest. <clears throat> third latest. But you can pick those up at Market of Choice. Uh, and I've seen some of them at other places as well. Posting tomorrow. Posting tomorrow. Right? We're watching Post- Jose Alvarado pitch for the Rays. And he is, he's not hitting them all, but he's dotting that inside corner. Yep. With heat. <laughs> Give him the heater, 99 Ricky. miles per hour. Per hour. Uh, Springer at the plate. Ooh, Alvarado with the gut. Look at that. That is some sexy man on the, on the mound <laughs> right now. For all us dad bods everywhere, thank you, Jose Alvarado. Well, see, not from the backside. They got him from the front side, and he was standing there, and his gut was literally, like, hanging over his his belt. How many beers did he have in the bullpen? Yeah, he's just sweating. He's like four (laughs) beers in. Uh, 99 on the inside corner. Never felt more alive, coach. (laughs) I got two more innings in me. (laughs) Give me an IV afterwards, though. Okay, thanks. Smoking heaters in the dugout in between the innings. (laughs) I wish Jim Leland was my manager. Alvarado, you're an inspiration to us all. 
Uh, this was corrected on the uh, text line 503-250-1080. Don Larson's perfect game was in 1956. I appreciate uh, the, the fact checked on that as I, I had forgotten. I got excited about 61 being I believe such a everything crazy you year. say about history of baseball, so right. uh, you I'm not to blame for this. I'm not always right. I'm not to blame. Um, Do not blame me. There are some things that stand Stop out. Stop it, like, I hear you. <laughs> like 68 stands out, and 61, and mm-hmm. 75. Or is it 76? It's 76. Anyway. It's out so much you don't even remember. <laughs> Reggie Reggie Jackson, 77. 76? 77? Is it? Question mark? I don't know. I man. trust you, dude. I'm just making jokes here. Uh, all right. Where do we want to go? So Reggie the- Jackson, <laughs> home run. I believe it's 77. Playoffs. I think it's game three, too. Uh, so the Tampa Bay Rays are losing 4-2 right now in the bottom of the seventh. Uh, as the Astros are up to the plate right now. But they've got a 3-0 series lead. 77, like I said. Um, They've got a 3-0 series lead on this. No matter what the outcome comes of this game, I think, you know, we feel pretty good about the Rays. But let's talk for a little bit how they got there. Uh, Game five of the ALCS or ALDS was pretty wild, huh? Uh, yes, that was an intense game. It was a very, very intense pitchers duel of a game. That was a fun. That was a fun thing, fun thing to watch. And I remember sitting there in the eighth inning as Araldis Chapman got brought into the game, and you texted me, and I texted you, and I felt bad about it because you were so cordial to me about my Indians blowing it. Um, I almost texted you after the game, but when he came in, I felt I just everything in my power was like, this is a terrible idea. This is a terrible, terrible idea, and what do you know? It was a terrible, terrible idea. And my question to you, Michael, and I will give you the floor. I'm not here. I'm actually curious. I have been hard on Aaron Boone and very praising of Brian Cashman. It is known in history that you cannot bring that man in in the eighth inning, yet people still do it. Stick up for your team. Uh, The only thing I can say is they didn't trust anybody else. Everybody went into the year. And nobody really watched the Yankees this year because they're not fans, right? You're not just watching random Yankee games. Right. Oh, the Yankees' bullpen's great. Look at the bullpen. Look at all those arms in the bullpen. I, a fan, watched 57 of the 60 regular season games. Nice. I'm estimating, but I didn't miss many. And the Yankees' bullpen was not good. It wasn't. It was two guys. And one of them was... Out with Ottavino. COVID. Duh, Ottavino. Ottavino sucks, by the way. <laughs> the four-year, $60 million deal down the toilet. He's Whoopsies. Garbage. He was good for us. Um, it was Britain. <clears throat> yeah, by the way, Chapman didn't come back until the middle of the season because he had COVID. This is correct. It was Britain only. Canley got hurt early in the year. Tom, Tommy John surgery. He was massively important, it turns out. Chad Green, inconsistent. Still trustworthy, but inconsistent. Ottavino had a six CRA, and it was Britain. Chad Green's more of a starter than a reliever these days. Opener, I suppose. Um, so the Yankees didn't have anybody. So I was not upset with Britain six seven, Chapman eight nine. Right, I wasn't because what else are you supposed to do? When the Yankees brought other guys in, Jonathan Loizaga, he gave up three runs. Right when he brought other guys in, Luis Sessa, he gave up three runs. Because they didn't have anybody else. Yeah. Uh, Brian Cashman said as much today. They did a little, like, uh, clean out your locker day press conference. He goes, I didn't give them enough horses to work with. And it wasn't just the bullpen. He was talking about the starters, too, which is why they got put in that weird situation in game two where they all decided to do this stupid opener-closer thing, which I didn't hate in theory, but it just didn't wind up working at all. 
Um, it was he just didn't do anything at the trade deadline because he didn't want to give up the young talent, which is okay. And it's a weird season, especially at trade. Deadline. It was a weird season, but it reared its ugly head in this series. You went up against the Rays, who have three bona fide <clears throat> top starters in Snell, Glass, now and Charlie Morton, and a hammer. Bullpen. Hammer bullpen. Like seven guys who throw 99 miles an hour. Yeah. And most of the time, you know, they're not all great, but they're all good enough. Yeah. Right. And they, they I like get, the drunk on the mound right now. <laughs> and they can get hot. For the record, we don't know if Alvarado is an alcoholic or not. Uh, no, we don't. <laughs> just appears to be. Um, but that's just our opinion, man. <laughs> just, just your opinion. So Cashman did not give them enough. Okay. They dealt with some injuries. Obviously, Severino being out for the year because of Tommy John didn't help. Imagine having Severino and Cole and Tanaka. That changes a lot. And Herman, if he stops hitting women. Yeah, that would also be good. Although I think he's going to be back next year, which I still feel weird about, but he's good. So it's tough. Um, it's just, they didn't give a, they, I'm okay with it mm-hmm. because I like that Brian Cashman isn't selling every good young player for one year of a good guy. Right. I like the way he builds the team more now, but because of that, it's going to lead to years like this where you haven't fully gotten everything clicking yet. You're waiting for a couple of guys. Maybe you need to make a couple of tweaks, and it just didn't pan out. So my defense of Aaron Boone there is, yes, you're right. Chapman after one inning is usually not good. Chapman not in a safe situation is usually not good. But who the hell else are you putting in that game? So then it leads me to this question. I'm actually not piling on Aaron Boone in this, especially when you bring up that. I mean, I I love that Cashman kind of takes the blame, takes a little heat off the manager's shoulder, who is taking some heat, and I believe some deserve it. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I'm curious if a situation, not like this, but if Yanks come up short next year, say they do sign a Trevor Bauer or trade and get get the starter they're looking for. If they don't make the World Series next year, does Boone last? I don't know. And I think that's what I think is so I, interesting about this. I've been hammering Boone, but that was one of those things where now it's like, you're the guy, but you might not be the guy. I, I, I think that's like one of the first real red flags. I still think Boone is the right guy for the job. Um, I don't know why I feel so strongly about that, especially considering you and others seem to rag on him constantly. Well, we're just stating facts. I know. I understand where it comes from, <laughs> but I really feel like Boone is the guy. Okay. I do. Um, but because it's the Yankees, if they don't make the World Series next year, he might be done. Yeah. How long was his deal? Four years? Five years? This is going to be year four. So, I mean, he might just not be renewed, right? Yeah. So, it's possible. I mean, it's it's coaching. It's tough. You just signed Garrett Cole to a lot of money. That we did. Trevor Bauer ain't going to be cheap. Well, the Yankees have the money, though. Sure. um, That was just my thought, was they do need more depth of starting pitching because if you get one injury, it's like their entire rotation is gone. Right. And, you know, you lose Severino, and it's like, well, we got Cole. And we got Tanaka, who this year was not playoff Tanaka. And by the way, it might not be back last year of his deal this right, year, right? which is a little bit sad because I, I like Tanaka a lot. I think they'll bring him back. Um, and then what? J-Hap? <laughs> no. Jordan Montgomery pitched great game four, but he's not very good. He's moved Montgomery to the bullpen, baby. Um, Davey Garcia looked great this year. He yeah. might come up and be a good guy. They also have a, a young guy named Clark Schmidt who didn't look great this year, but he's another guy who they can bring up. I mean, let's not forget, you know, Herman and Severino. Like, Severino will be back in July. Those are two starters right there. And uh, also Tommy Canley back in July. There you go. Which will help with the bullpen. I'm just curious to see what they do. I'm also curious to see what they do about Gary Sanchez because Gary Sanchez was benched in the playoffs this year for Kyle Gashioka, 
who hit well. He caught really well. Cole loved him. Cole, I mean, yeah. They used to, they grew up together. Mm-hmm. Uh, they went to the same high school or they, they played together growing up. That's such an awesome story. And uh, he's now the personal catcher. I guess when you pay someone 33 mil and he's like, yo, can I get my homeboy to catch? They're like, yeah, sure, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky he was already on the team. Right, right. Um, but I mean, do you let go of Sanchez? Sanchez is still super cheap because he hasn't been paid any sort of big contract. Yet. He's on arbitration. But do you let him go? There's a lot of decisions to be made this year because the core still feels good. Yeah. Right. You got Judge. Sure. You got Stanton as long as he's healthy. He looked great in the playoffs this year. Sure. Glaber. Torres will be better next year. You got LeMahieu back probably. Voigt's looked really good. Urshela's the new third base. I mean, you've got a good core. I hate Urshela. But you need, if you're going to be a dominant team in an era, which I just talked about a couple of segments ago, it's really, really, really hard to be dominant. Yeah. You need to really try to make those moves. It's going to be interesting to see what the Yanks do, especially with Cashman as the new GM of the Mets. I'm just joking, but maybe. Possible, I suppose. (laughs) Uh, So we'll keep an eye on that. When we come back, still coming up, we got fair foul at the bottom of the hour. But when we come back, let's dive into the Chicago White Sox and Rick Renteria have parted ways. And what does the future look like on the south side of Chicago? That's Mike Lynch. I'm Patrick Harris. Joe Fish behind the glass. This is the Hot Corner, 1080 The Fan. getting higgy with it this is the hot corner with harrison lynch on 1080 the fan it's 8 19 we're living in the top of the eighth here astros up four two arasarena up Araz- to the dish arena at the dish he's the only runs for the rays so far to run four bagger batting 430 in the postseason this man is going to be a legend or immensely disappointing. <laughs> There's no in between. He's well, either going to be great or awful. Well, don't worry. There's one thing I can tell you for sure. The Rays aren't going to pay him. <laughs> <laughs> so they don't have to worry about it. Yeah, get him out of the AL East, okay? And now starting in right field for the New York Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> Randy Rosarena. <laughs> At uh, 10 years, $600 million. Oh, boy. <laughs> e, 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 e. Hey, if he hits 430 in the playoffs every year, that's worth it, right? <laughs> now you're bringing Chapman in the eighth. <laughs> well, the Yankees would hopefully be up by then, so it wouldn't matter. Uh, yeah, baby. You're just trying to slip it in there. Um, so uh, Rick Renteria, manager of the Chicago White Sox, uh, they mutually agreed to part ways, which that means you fired. Yep. Um, but we want you to save face. But we want to save face for what reason? I don't know Considering why. everyone knows what mutually agreed to part yeah, ways means, yeah. you're fired. Because he played shortstop for a couple innings for the White Sox once. Like, I don't know. <laughs> um, so they part ways with their Granteria, and this move, uh, they're saying, like, on the surface, they, oh, they didn't really like how he managed uh, the pitching staff against the A's and that they claim in game three he didn't really have a plan uh, as he went with an opener, but he didn't really know what he was doing. Uh, I don't buy any of that. This reeks of this reeks of getting an OG manager in there. And as they have been granted permission by the Anaheim Angels, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, Thank to you. interview the great legend, Hall of Future Hall of Famer Tony Larusa, who was not managed since 2011, right? With the cards, seems like a gas bag to me, but that's just me. Uh, but they, this clearly looks like we're looking for an established manager. LaRusa, they're going to interview. To me, this screams AJ Hinch all over it. And maybe even Alex Cora. Yeah, the talk was either of those two. But I think Alex Cora is going back to Boston. Um, 
I'm going to be really upset if Hinch and Cora get a job again immediately. Oh, I wouldn't be shocked if they do. Well, shocked, no. But I'm going to be upset because... Because Major League Baseball doesn't know how to handle problems? Yeah. Yeah. Because these two are some of the biggest cheaters we've seen in recent memory. And they got one-year bans, which, okay. They both got fired from their jobs. Red Sox are terrible. But the problem is, is none of this matters. None of the punishment means anything if they get hired for millions of dollars again the first year after their suspension ends. I mean. Correcto mundo. God. But let me ask what you this. What on earth did they do? They devised a system, we talked about it earlier, where the Astros knew what every single pitch was because they had cameras set up in a trash can where they banged it for a fastball or a curveball or a slider or a changeup, whatever the pitch was going to be. And it was literally a setup right on the inside of the dugout behind some towels and a wall yeah. that they took down between every single game. It's pretty bad. <laughs> And they devised this system. I always thought it was bad, but when you say it like that, I'm just like, man, this is terrible. They devised that system, and the Astro players didn't get punished. Nope. The managers got punished, but not that badly. And now you're going to bring them back to the game? F off, MLB. Capitalism, baby. Do Sorry not do it. to uh, interrupt, but the way that Mike just explained it, um, I had to explain to my seven-year-old son last night why See, think the, of the children were cheaters. And, yeah, I basically explained it just like Mike. And once I said it out loud, I was like, my God. Yeah. What is wrong with that? He didn't even mention the buzzers. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that wasn't proven, but we all know. We all know. It was a bad tattoo, Mike. It was a bad tattoo. Bad tattoo. How funny is that that when he, like, runs to a tattoo artist and he's like, yo, so I need a tattoo. And they're like, so you do, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Terrible. How bad does it need to be, Jose? How bad does it need to be? Really bad. You know, rent. Rent's coming up in 30 days. Yeah. I'm going to need. I'm going to need know. a payment plan from you, sir. I'm going to need. <laughs> What's your salary next year? I'll take 10%. You just ate like 100 bucks in weed and 50 bucks in shrooms, man. I'm going to need that 150 bucks, you know, whenever you got a chance. What is that a quote from? Super Troopers. Nobody? That's Super Troopers? Okay. I, know it. <laughs> I mean, I, I recognize it. He's like, it. who's the man? Who's the man? <laughs> I, re- I recognize it, He's but got, I'm. He's like weed falling out of his mouth. I recognize it, but I'm terrible at remembering those sometimes. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, but I want to think about this on a serious level for a moment, though. What does AJ Hinch? I agree with you, Mike. It's BS, but, it's this, a shame. Is the, but this is the United States of America, and this is Major League Baseball. We are going to um, be tortured by this for the rest of our lives. Mm. But if I ask a baseball question. America. Bleep, yeah. Um, what does A.J. Hinch do for the Chicago White Sox? Nothing that Rick Renteria didn't do. <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah? You don't, you, don't think, you don't think Hinch gives them an extra little push? You think it's still like a player, like they need a couple more pieces? No. No. I think the White Sox are close. I just think they need another year. They got a bunch of young guys who are just going to keep getting better. This was not supposed to be the year. Reminds me of the Astros in 16. Remember, though, I did say this year the White Sox were going to be 15, a surprise team that would pop, mm-hmm. and they did. Uh, won the AL Central, right? Um, no. Finished game behind uh, Minnesota tied with Cleveland. Cleveland right. tied. That's right. The last game. I, I followed the Central. Last You're game fine. of the regular season changed everything. Yeah. Um, Rick Renteria wasn't the problem. The problem was it's just they weren't yeah, ready. They weren't yet. ready. A.J. Hinch, I used to think, was a good manager, but it's all gone now. The Astros yeah. were good for one reason. Yeah. Because they were cheating. Uh, Alex Cora. Uh, and they had Justin Verlander and Garrett Cole. That's true. <laughs> and Zach Granke. So not only were they cheating while hitting, 
they were cheating while well, not cheating. They not only were they cheating while hitting, they had two of the best pitchers in they baseball. Studs in the lineup. Um, Alex Cora, I think, is a better manager than AJ Hinch. But again, he he was the mastermind behind the system, and then went to Boston and did it again, but in less of an egregious form, where he had it set up where they only f- told the science for second base, which. We talked about it on the show. I mean, still won a World Series. It's still bad to do it electronically, but that's that kind of system's been in the place in in place forever in baseball. Yeah. So it's like not every pitch, right? No, it's, it's not, breaking it's still, the unwritten rules, but it's not using. Yeah, it's not hardcore cheating. It's still bad that they were using the video room to do it, but the fact that they weren't knowing every pitch was. It's like Pineda with the pine tar on your neck. Yeah. You're like you're cheating, man, but at least you're cheating old school. Right. It's like put it on your hat next time. Yeah. Every, every other pitcher does. Come it. on, dip. Put um, it in the back. So I, I mean, well, I think I got this little patch of hair that grows right below my neck that you can't see because of my t-shirt line, but it's right there. Where are we going? But it itches all the time. Hello? So you just put pine tar right there. Oh. Like, yeah, man, it itches back here all the time, man. Someone like takes a look skin. and it's like really sticky hair. You're like, what is wrong with you? Yeah, man. Nothing. Don't quit looking at me. Don't rip my jersey off. Yeah, I got, I got a bad tattoo. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I think Alex Cora is a good manager. I think Alex Cora, if he goes there, does change a lot. I think he's a good clubhouse guy, too. I think the players like him. Although I don't know now how he'll be treated. After the last few years, that's why. He's, that's why I think his only choice is going to Boston. Questionable. Um, and again, and Tony Larusa. What? Yeah, no, don't. Tony do Larusa is an old fart. Tony Larusa has been an advisor to the Angels for the last like four years, and last time I've checked, they get worse. He's a cranky old man. <laughs> he is a cranky old man. Like, I, I Ooh. hate. Ooh. I hate when teams do retread coaches when you have a wealth. Of players, <laughs> former players, who would be great managers, and you go to Tony Larusa, yeah, man, who's ninety nine years old, <laughs> will die from COVID tomorrow, and is an old fart who has absolutely no idea what's going on in baseball anymore. Here You're is... totally right. He's an advisor for the Angels who can't make the playoffs with the best player in baseball. Can you pull? He's an old fart and will die of COVID tomorrow. <laughs> That's like, some come on, stuff, Lynch. Come that on. comment mixed with Patrick's uh, two legends are going to be in the dirt or taking whatever. a dirt <laughs> nap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My God, you two tonight. I just like when Dusty Baker is announced as the manager of the Astros. You're like, good God. I just hate retread managers. I yeah. hate it in all sports. I despise it. Yeah, that's why I like the Aaron Boone hire. I was like, they're thinking outside the box. Maybe it didn't work out. Maybe it won't work out. Right. I mean, they have made the playoffs. Robin Ventura was a better hire, even though it didn't work out for the White Sox. You were trying something different. Sure. Rick Renteria was a good hire. He had never been a manager before. He got you to the playoffs this year. He helped you build a good team and a good clubhouse. Do you, how much fun were the White Sox having this year? They were great. I mean, it's just infuriating to me. These these GMs and owners can't get out of their own way sometimes. Ooh, nice double play turned by the infield of Tampa that Bay That is their once seventh again. or eighth ground into a double play this series. Goodness gracious, that, was, that duo is great. Great balls of fire. That I didn't mean to get on a rant about it, but that frustrates me so much. You're fired up there, baby. I loved it. It I loved it. I'm into it. I'm into it. All right, we're going to the ninth inning in game four of the ALCS. Astros up 4 2. And we come back, fair or foul. But first, there's my man Joe with sports. All right, without further ado, we'll turn this over to the producer. The big man, numero trace, Joseph Fisher the Thoid. He's actually the medium man. He is the medium, yes. Medium Joe. Medium Joe. Yes. Yes. Yes, it's, yes, it's me. Medium, medium, medium Joe. Medium <laughs> the 
All right, get my you paper just, here. You gotta clench your fist real tight and make sure it's popping out, and you just bam, bam. It's most vital that it's popping out. Thank you, Jim Rome, Joe Fish. Has to be. Listen, listen here, clones. Listen up, clones. Is that what it is, clones? Uh, yeah. Yes. What are you thinking? Scratch You've never it. even seen anything before. Check that's, that. That's I worse than the bed I put on my horses this weekend. Check that. Second worst bed I've ever put. Next right. to going on a date with your mom. You're like, God. damn it, Rome, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I listening to you? Hey, lead off walk for G-Man Choi. And uh, I'm right there with Sook. Where's who, Ryan Presley? Oh, here he is. Who doesn't enjoy a tubby little Korean man playing baseball? I love it. I mean, he's not little. I mean, he's like six foot two, it looks like, but you know. A, a tubby big Korean man. Yes. He's got me inside of him. <laughs> okay. Um, so the, Do- yeah, the Dodgers scored a lot of runs. See, si, senor. Especially in the first inning. But fair or foul. The Braves gave up more runs today than they have all postseason long. Oh. The Dodgers scored 15. Your number is 15. 15. So they gave up seven the day before. They gave up zero to the Reds in the two games. They gave up zero in two of the three games to the Marlins. Give one in game one to the Marlins. That's eight. How much did they give up in game one against the Dodgers? 46. That's incredible. <laughs> I'm going to say fair. I'm going to say fair. 15 runs more than they've given up the whole postseason. I think they've given up 7, 8, 9 or 10 or 11 total. Or 13. Or 14. Maybe fit. Wait, no. I also believe. Your number is. I also believe this is fair. 11 I, I do think that. I know the Reds scored zero. In there two were games. two shutouts against the Marlins. And they swept them in three. They swept him in three. I believe there was four in game three and then seven last night. Puts it at 11. Oh, but they scored. They didn't shut out games one and two. I still think it's under 15. That is fair. Woo-hoo. 13 runs in the previous seven games. So it was seven yesterday. Yes. It was how many in game one? Un. It was one run in game one? I believe so. Well, tell me, Joe. You're the one who did the math. Yes. Master of fair or foul. <laughs> I Master. just did the total amount. I don't remember anymore. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. Yeah, I'd have to look that up. But no, it was 13 total. Um, I believe they gave up five to the Marlins in one game. That's what it was. Yeah. But they swept the Marlins, right? Or did yeah. they win in four? Yes, they, they swept got the Marlins. One, they got one in game one. Okay, so that's eight. Yeah, so five against the Marlins in game one. Yes. Yeah, okay. There you go. Darsha blows. Okay. Um, That'll do, pig. That'll that'll do. do. To continue on with this uh, Dodgers game from today, fair foul, the Dodgers scored more runs in the first inning than the bottom five scoring teams in this year's playoffs. Does that make sense? So So the Reds scored zero. But the bottom, the, the bottom teams. Okay, so the Reds didn't score in many run any runs. Well, a lot of them will be teams who were eliminated in the first round. The right? Cubbies didn't score many runs. No, they did not. The Brewers, I believe, did not score many runs. Okay. Um, Indians scored enough. Scored enough. Although less oh, than man. eleven. No, no, because what was the score of Game One? Oh, never mind. 
No, this is game one was nine to three, right? Yeah, but that's three. Next game is ten, 10 to nine. nine. Yeah, okay, that just misses. But the bottom five teams. I mean, keep in mind there could be. I'm just like, thinking of the teams that lost in the first like round. Like the Marlins never blew out the Cubs, so yeah, they no, could they, still they be a bottom seven scoring. in a game though. And All if right. they scored five in game one, that's twelve. I'm gonna go ahead and say foul. I'm gonna say foul. I'm gonna say the bottom three teams scored less, not the bottom five. You know, for S's and G's, I'm gonna say fair. I like this idea of the bottom team sucking, and this is why we shouldn't have 16 teams in the playoffs. Don't tell Rob Manfred, the idiot, that. Go Orioles. Um, <laughs> the Reds scored zero. Correct. correct. In the two games against the Marlins, the Cubs scored one. Booyah. In the two games against the Astros, the Twins scored two. Oh, I forgot about the That's Twins. correct. The Twinkies. The Twinkies and how they mash bombs all year until it's a big game. <laughs> What a bunch of losers. (laughs) The Brewers, as Patrick mentioned, scored very little. Only two runs in their series. Let's go, baby. That's four. Five. Uh, And then the Blue Jays scored Uh, only three. uh, uh, uh. So not only was it not even close, there were five postseason losing teams who scored three or fewer runs in an entire series. And less than 15 combined. Eight hey, to- Rob Manfred, you want that again? <laughs> eight total runs between those five teams. No, sorry, Bob Reno. Ten total games, eight runs between those five teams. That is an embarrassment. Way to go. All right, moving on to the Astros. George Springer hit a dong today. Now, A real, th- real four-banger. Did he hit a home run, too? <laughs> Dung. Fair or foul, George Springer is top five in postseason home runs all time. Oh, this is like the worst question in the world to ask because he totally could be. Like, I'm not, I don't know if he is or isn't, but he totally could be. Let's not forget this man is a World Series MVP and he would not stop hitting home runs. Hmm. You said all time home run leader? Postseason. All time. Top five. I How mean, many Scott Brocious got? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. How many does Andrew Jones have? Eh, maybe a lot. How many does Reggie Jackson have? That's an honest question. The Seven, A's in the 70s. 17, maybe? Something like that? I think he has the most in postseason history, right? Then you're going to go with foul? Well, no, he said top five. You said top five or the most? Top five. Oh, top five? Oh, I'm going fair. I just don't... I actually think so, man. Oh, they've been to four ALCSs in a row. And I feel like... And Springer's this, always hitting like two a game. always Springer. This year, Correa as well, but it's always Springer doing stuff. All right, I think I'll, I'll, I'll buy what you're selling, so buy. Watch you lead us wrong. Fair, I mean, sorry. God. What is, segment is it? It is fair. Can I get the list? Uh, tied fifth all time. Oh, it's tied fifth. Mickey Mantle. I like that guy. How many? 17? And Reggie Jackson. At 17, Ooh. huh? At 18. 18. At 18, Ooh, a three-way tie. So who's got more of them? Uh, your top four would be Albert Pujols. Ah, uh, yes. 19 home runs. Derek Jeter, 20. Ooh. Bernie Williams. Bernie Williams. 22. What up, dude? Love me, Bernie. I had a feeling this had to be Yankees. Number, number 51, baby. Let's and go. And number one, Manny Ramirez. Ah, you know. Really? You know, Man Ram has. 29. I think Man Ram he has. He has seven more than the second place guy? 
Dude, I think Man Ram wow. has the most hits in Major League postseason history as well. Do you know he held, like, when they won the World Series in 2004, he had, like, a nine-game World Series hitting streak. Really? From 95 and 97. Wow, it's all that estrogen the, so with, clutch. With the tribe. Go! And then 2004. Oh, he just missed it. Willie Adamas almost tied the game with a two-run shot. But uh, but I love that. Man Ram. That's my guy right there. Holy cow, dude. Adamas almost tied it. Get this. Manny Ramirez in his uh, playoff career slugged a modest 544. <laughs> Sub, dude. Oh, hum. Chabra. Remember when we thought this guy's name was Willie Adams? <laughs> <laughs> Who's this we? You got a mouse in your pocket or what? Okay. <laughs> you didn't know either. It says Adamas on it. No, it says A-D-A-M-E-S. I was like, Adam is? All right. Well, I'm also kind of maybe Adames? looking at the color of his skin too, Mike. I've never heard the last name Adamus before. Clearly, you haven't watched Battlestar Galactica. I was like, Booyah. Adamus like Adonis? Udonis? Has him? Man, that almost went out. I did. All right, our last one. Fair foul. Jose Altuve is top five in all-time postseason home runs. Wait, you just you gave just us the gave top us five. gave us the top five. But is Jose Altuve included in that? You just... You, did I exclude him on purpose because I was setting you up for this? Oh, my God. So you're saying he would also be tied at 18? <laughs> I don't know. I'm asking, Mike, is he top I'm not, five I'm all not, time? I'm not going to give him any credit, and I will say foul. He is not because he's a loser and you know, a cheater, and nobody likes him. Whether foul. this is right or wrong, and he's got that the yips. is fair. I like that. And he's got the yips. Foul. Hit a ground ball the second right now, whoever's at the dish. <laughs> Do it. For the love of God, if Do they're it. able to tie this off of an E4. Do it. Please. Um, it is I wouldn't fair. mind a wild pitch. It is fair. Who's he tied with? Well, he's tied with Springer uh, and George Reggie Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. Well, I didn't know if he was tied with Manny Ramirez. <laughs> he, but, did, he does not have 29. What is happening? Fair foul. Manny Ramirez is the greatest postseason hitter of all time. It's. Uh, I would say that's probably pretty yeah, fair. That's pretty what? accurate. Uh, yeah, so Altuve and Springer with their home runs tonight. Ty Reggie Jackson and I forgot who else I said. Mickey Mantle. Thank you. Oh, well, yeah. the thing is, though, Reggie and Mickey, um, who were great home run hitters and great postseason players for sure, uh, especially Mantle being one of the greatest of all time. See, they had this thing working for them that they didn't know what pitch was <laughs> coming. They had to try. They had to guess. They had to guess. They had to do the mind game. Yeah, Mickey Mantle played against dudes like Bob Gibson so and what, Sandy Koufax. Like minus 10 home runs for each of them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, easy. Sounds well, the fourth ALCS. Sounds this is the, the chubby Japanese guy. to me. Maybe he'll hit it to second base. Sounds fair to me. Even if Altuve gets the throw and then ends the game, I want this ball to go to second base. I want it to go to second base so bad. I don't care what happens. He just freezes and forgets to throw it completely. He just stops the ball, hits him in the face, and rolls away. (laughs) Little poop stain comes down his leg. (laughs) We've got a streaker at second. Oh, no, that's a bad one. As they continue to round the bases, as no one's picked up the ball. All right, that is fair or foul. We like to do that every single week at 8.30. we come back, we'll wrap up this show. This is the Hot Corner, 1080 The Fan. No, see, This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. 
shining moment. I was like, I know what song I want to listen to when I go home. And then you play one shining moment. <laughs> Well, the Astros wrapped up that game 4-3 as the Astros win game four of the American League Championship Series. Game five tomorrow. And a cascade of boos rained down from the stands. We were kind of laughing because George Springer caught that last fly ball and he caught it like, oh, big win tonight, guys. To all the haters out there, we're coming. Like you are? And you're like, really? You know how terrible it would be if they came back and won this series? It'd be the worst thing known to man. That'd be that'd be peak 2020. It, right it'd be the worst thing known to man. It'd be and the first time a team blew a 3-0 lead in the playoffs, right? No, it would be the second, Mike. <laughs> no, it'd be the first, right? Nice nope, try. it's the second. Very the funny, Michael. No, it's the second. When was the first one? Uh, led by the greatest postseason hitter of all time, Manny Ramirez, in 2004. Also, coincidentally, the 2004... Uh, World Series MVP. Interesting. Yeah. All I really remember is 2003. Is Aaron Boone hitting that home run and then you guys won the World Series in 2009? Is that, is you just blacked out in the middle? <laughs> just six years. I ignore. And Aaron Boone sends the Yankees to a to World, World Series. Series. And then there's Hideki and the Ma- Yankees win the World <laughs> Series. Hideki Matsui lifting <laughs> the commissioner's trophy. Yeah, we did it. <laughs> 2004 is not a real year, guys. It didn't exist. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, buddy. I mean, if it happens, the guy be, would, the guy what, what an unbelievable turn of events if the first team to ever come back from a 3-0 deficit in baseball happened this year and it was the cheating Astros. The guy with 27 wins is just like, I don't know what you're talking about, man. Please don't bring up those scars. What scars? The scars of 95, 97, 2008, and 2016, Michael. Those scars, all right? Those are real ones, man. Those are hurt real can deep, I, man. Can I have scars if I've completely blocked memories out and have shoved them so far down that I don't remember anything about Javier Vasquez starting game seven and Johnny Damon hitting a grand slam in the first inning. Those bastards in the first inning and he batted lead off. <laughs> Javier Vasquez. Ah, why do you think I buried it? Mike, what if I told you that the last time the Indians won a World Series, Jackie Robinson was in his second year in Brooklyn? I would say that's a in team Brooklyn. That- that's a team that doesn't have any money, and that's probably what's going to happen. In Brooklyn, Jackie Robinson was okay. like 22. Well, Patrick, you weren't alive then. So? You weren't hurt by that. 95 I was. <laughs> 97. 2008. 2015. 16. 16. 16's the worst one. Game one of the wild card. Who did you lose to in 08? Tampa? Uh, we lost to the Red Sox in the ALCS. No, you didn't. Because the Rays played the Phillies. Uh, then it's 2007, excuse me. We yes. beat you, the Jabba Chamberlain. Yes. The Midge, the Midges. The Midges. And then we lost, We were two outs away in uh, game seven of the ALCS, and we blew it. Mm. You know, because that's what we do. How did you blow it? Uh, you know, I don't remember. <laughs> I've done everything in my power to accent from my brain. <laughs> I don't know, probably something stupid like that's Kevin Euclid. That's why you thought 2008 was the year. <laughs> yeah. Because you blocked out 2007. Yeah, yeah. We are not so different, you and I, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just somebody has 27 titles and the other one has how many? 95, or sorry, 96, 98, 99, 2000, an appearance in 01, an appearance in 03, and a victory in 09. Correct. That's seven runs. In my with lifetime? five rings. In my lifetime? You're like, yeah, I got to block that out. And do you, do you Boone, think I want to remember 
the hated Red Sox, the stupid Red Sox, and Manny and Poppy and Eucalyst and Pedroia. Eucalyst nor Pedroia are on that uh, 2004. Bill Miller. There you go. Kevin Millar. There we go. Now we're talking. I've locked it out. See? Yeah, man. <laughs> Trot Nixon. Oh, no. Jason Veritek. Oh, God. Kurt Schilling. The bloody sock. Derek Lowe. Meh. Keith Folk, their closer, Doug Mankiewicz and Orlando Cabrera. Those three were traded for Nomar Garciaparra. I like Doug Mankiewicz because he played for the Yankees and was a great fielder. <laughs> he was a great first baseman. He played for the Twins for too long, so a, I never liked him. He was a terrible hitter. Who's the guy in the center? He's that a pitcher. Is uh, not a pitcher. That is Jeff Francoeur. Oh, that is Jeff Francoeur. He definitely looks coked out. In God, the no. Former Royal Jeff Francoeur. Former Brave Jeff Francoeur. He's a Royal. I mean, yes, he played for the Braves. Yeah. He's a Royal. I never liked him. Why does TBS always have the worst guys? Don't they have AJ Pierzynski too? Who's that loser? They have Chris Granderson right now. now. Oh, I like Granderson. And J. Roll, Jimmy Rollins. Oh, I like Jimmy Rollins too. Instantly, your mind has changed. And Fat Pedro. Yeah. Well, Pedro's MLB Network more, but yes, he's on TV. I was like, look, babe, it's Fat Pedro. And she was like, who? I was like, Pedro Martinez. She was like, that's Pedro Martinez? (laughs) (laughs) You said he's one of the greatest pitchers ever. I was like, he was. I, I promise. He, he just, was. He just ate himself. Remember, Charles Barkley was one of the greatest players of all time, too, and now he's fat. Yeah, not as fat. Charles Barkley's fatter than Pedro. Well, no, 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 but I mean, Charles Barkley used to be fatter. Oh, sure. He has lost weight. Like, he looks good. <laughs> yeah, okay. When you look at a guy who used to be okay. 400 and he drops to, like, 330, you're like, you look good, man. Yeah, <laughs> bravo. Hey, I'm not going to fault anyone for losing weight. Yeah. I've tried for a long time. It's fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll be back next week, but I won't be. I'll be back in a couple weeks because I'm going to take a little vacation. Uh, we'll probably be back, and it could be the end of the World Series. Well, by next week's show, we'll be in the World Series, I imagine. Yeah. Right? We'll probably be at Game 3 that day. And game there's three no, or Game 4. No days off for good behavior, so yeah. We'll have fans in the stands. We'll see how that's going. We'll talk about what I assume will be uh, Rays Dodgers, in my assumption. Uh, boys, enjoy the World Series. We'll do. Uh, enjoy your from afar. Enjoy your exodus to the far hinterlands of the Northwest. Thank you. Follow me on Instagram, at PD085. I'm sure I'll throw a bunch of pictures out there. Here's All how right. tomorrow. For Mike Lynch, Joe Fisher, I'm Patrick Harris. Go do something I would do. Like drive ever were. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.